Okay, so um, oh, sometimes, sometimes um, on the preaching rotor, you get like a chapter or five chapters or whatever. Sometimes you get half a verse. It's always, it's always easier to do a short sermon on big chunks of scripture, isn't it? Do you know, you found that. Yeah. Anyway, so I've got half a verse. Uh, can you get my screen? Okay. The, the bit. Oh, hello. I can preach on that. Ah, oh, look at that. Couldn't you give the... Is it Mia doing the... Well done, Mia. Brilliant. It's amazing how important technology is when it works and how annoying it is when it doesn't. But uh, that's my half verse. This comes from 1 Corinthians 12. And I better pray before I start talking. <laughs> Lord God, I just pray you protect words spoken to carry truth from your spirit into our souls and our hearts and our spirits. Father, we just know that you are a God of truth and you love us and your truth always impacts us to bring us deeper in, further on with you. Convict us by your spirit of the truth that we need to know. In Jesus' name, amen. And so we're series on faith we're doing. We've been following through Hebrews 11. Ruth talked really well last week about Moses uh, on faith. Um, we've done lots of things like that. But this is a, just a, a bit that comes in 1 Corinthians 12, where Paul's talking about gifts of the spirits. Gifts of the spirit. Not, ooh, that's bad. <laughs> Take the plural of spirits quickly. Gifts of the spirit. Because there is one spirit and many gifts. Gifts of the spirit, no sir. Okay? And Paul is making that point in this chapter, that there is one spirit. We are all of us, as we know Jesus, are filled with, are open to, are inhabited by, are indwelt by, are submerged in Holy Spirit. Amen? One spirit. But he's making the point there's many different ways Many different workings, he calls it. Many different outworkings of that. Because you're all different. Look around. This is what God wants. This is church. Church. Large and small. Old and young. Beautiful and less beautiful. Gray and not gray. Intelligent. You know? Supporters of, of Spurs and other people. We're all, <laughs> we're all different. And we bring that variety. Uh, there's something about God, which uh, that's just why I get so excited about things like the telescope thing. You know, it's just God, his, his creativity is unbelievable. Why so many, many stars? I don't get it. I do, because God is just unbelievable. He's big. And the variety that you see in church is part of God's plan. He doesn't want monochrome, He wants united, amen. But he doesn't want monochrome. He doesn't want clones. He wants individuals totally submerged in him. And so Paul in this chapter is saying there's many gifts. Some have gifts of healing, he says. It's the same as this verse. But go back to the um, bigger text. Go back to the whole of 1 Corinthians. No, that's it. Different kinds of working, but the same God works in all men. Uh, now to each manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Notice that. The gifts of the Spirit are given not for yourself to enjoy, but for the common good. In Ephesians 4, don't get it on screen, don't worry. He says a similar thing. You know, that the things are given for the building up of the people of God. 
They're, they're outworking gifts. These things are things that Holy Spirit deposits in you people so that you can build up the people of God. It's for the common good. If I have, I don't, but if I have a gift of healing, then it's for the common good. It's not to heal me. It's to heal. It makes sense. It's obvious, isn't it? And boy, does that encourage and build faith if those people who have a gift of healing are actively using it, are open to Holy Spirit, and are leading us in that. One is given through spirit, measure of wisdom, another the measure of knowledge by means of the same spirit, another faith. That's where we're coming to. That's what we've got to talk about this morning. A gift of faith. And, and I want to say at the beginning, because this is in the context of gifts of the spirit, I'm not talking here about the sort of arguments you get, in my opinion, because I'm basically a, a physicist who believes the Bible, uh, not a theologian who doesn't. <laughs> I, I often think that a lot of theological colleges do better. They do more physics and less theology, but there we go. Um, <clears throat> I'm not, I, I'm not here talking about that argument, which I think is quite sterile, of whether you choose to have faith or whether God gives you faith. I'm not talking about saving faith here, I don't think. I believe in Jesus. Hey, hey, laying on. Let's do the school teacher thing. Remember last, who was here last week? Come on, put your hands up. Don't shut, don't cheat. Put your hands up here last week. Laura, you're exempt from this. Remember that verse last week? Time is, oh dear, now the kingdom is, repent and believe the gospel. That's the, that's the gospel. The time is now, Kairos, kingdom is here, repent and believe the gospel. You see, you can't see the kingdom without faith. You can't repent without faith. You can't believe the gospel without faith. You've got to believe it's true. You've got to accept it as truth. That sort of faith you have to have to be here. That's, that's what I'm going to call saving faith for the moment. That's the belief in Jesus that gets me into the kingdom. That's the belief in Jesus that says, Lord, I believe. Sometimes help my unbelief. Yep. You have to come to that point. And whether, whether that is, you know, whether me choosing that, it makes God less than sovereign, I don't mind at the moment. The New Testament seems to make it very clear that Jesus makes an appeal to people to come in to decide to follow Jesus. He wants you to choose to follow him. We have done. We're here. This is something else. Paul's talking about a gift of faith. Now, I'm just going to say a couple of things here, which I'm sure are correct, but they're Chris' interpretation, not straight scripture. Okay, so if you don't like it, you can dump the next bit. But it does seem to me that Paul is describing here the way Holy Spirit works, and he's not giving a, a like detailed set of equations for how it works, because Holy Spirit does what he flipping likes. Actually, he just he is Holy Spirit. You, it's like that thing in, in Narnia, Owen, Narnia reference coming, ready for it, where it says Aslan's not a tame land. Remember, Holy Spirit is not a tame person. See, I think there's a gift of healing because. Paul says so. But I think actually any one of us at times in the right situation can pray for healing. 
don't think it's don't think you can't say, you know, Paul says desire the higher gifts. I honestly desire the greater gifts, especially my prophesy. But you haven't got to wait for that necessarily. If someone's in front of you, and words of wisdom, there are people here who've got unbelievable ability to see and hear. It's a gift. It's a it's a special deposit by the Holy Spirit in that person for building up the community, right? But we all can see sometimes. It's just who it's just holy it's Holy Spirit interacting with us and the world. Did you get? But there are, nonetheless, there's particular people where that's a particular thing God's deposited in them. And in the body, that's what we need. We need people in the body who've got this gift of healing, and they'll be particularly the people who will have a ministry of that. Who Holy Spirit will lead to people who need to who who Holy Spirit's going to heal. Remember, the healing's not done by us, it's done by God. But they'll be open to that and see it and have the... Now, what about faith then? You see, I think when he's talking about the gift of faith, he's talking about people who have a gift, particularly to pull us through when our faith is not quite there. It's a body thing. In this church, actually, I had a wobble two weeks ago about something. I didn't have a wobble about Jesus. Do you get me? But I had a wobble about this, 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 this prophecy stuff, this revelation we're trying to follow. Is that actually right? Ooh, did God really say? Where's that from? Did God really say? It's the first temptation, right? The first temptation isn't to sort of cheat on your taxes or anything. It's did God really say? And sometimes I look at some, some, you know, stuff that we know to be revelation, and I think, really, God? And when I do that, I'm not, I'm not, not believing in Jesus. Do you get me? My faith in Jesus is 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 a bit late now to change. <laughs> I'm with you, Lord, until, till glory. That might come sooner than yeah, right? But I need. I phoned up someone. Actually, no, I didn't. I emailed someone. I won't say who they are because they're not actually here now. And, and, and that person is someone I recognize in this church with a gift of faith. Uh, to be honest, if I'm really honest, this, I'm not saying who they are. Their faith is sometimes a bit not thought through, I think. They sometimes misquote scripture. <laughs> and often they misquote physics. But they have a gift of faith. They can believe, they can see what God's doing. And in doing so, if they share that... They encourage the rest of us, people like me who don't have a gift. Do you get this? To believe and keep in. This is a body thing. It's a body thing. I'm not called to be a Christian by myself. Just ever so exceptionally, people are in the world. But God's model is that we belong to a church, to a co- congregation. And in the body, there are some who've got gifts of prophecy, some got gifts of healing, some got some, some have got gifts of faith. Okay. Close your eyes or whatever. Just be aware. Just sense before God. I'm not going to say you. That comes later. Are there people you know in this body who you recognize as having that exceptional faith, that gift of faith that holds on to what God's doing even when it's tough? And does it a bit for our community. And if you recognize somebody, just thank God for that gift in them.
Amen and come back. I'm sorry, uh, Mia, I've gone all over the place already. Um, I just want to reference a couple of other scriptures here, uh, sort of en passant. Mark 5, there's a thing in Mark 5 where, G- where is that going to come on screen? Mark 5, verse 6, is it? That's a boy. Oh, Mark 6, verse 5. Oh, well, dyslexia rules KO. <laughs> Don't get that, do you? I said Mark 5, 6. Okay, it's actually Mark 6, 5. Say, so yeah. Dyslexia rules KO. Do you get it? Not funny, is it? No, okay. <laughs> Stick to the physics. Give up the comedy. Right, okay. Uh, he, he could not do any miracles. Who's this? Has he got a gift of healing? Sort of, I think, yeah, it's pretty good, isn't it? But he could do no miracles there, except, I love this, except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. I, I'll, I'll cope for that, I'll go for that. And he's amazed at their lack of faith. Matthew similarly says that no, he could do no miracles because of their lack of faith. Faith, you don't get into the kingdom unless you have faith. But to see the kingdom come, to see it m- built, to see it active, to see us push into what God's got for us, to win the battle in that sense, we need faith. And we need to do it together. We need to believe together. We need to go forward together. And for that, we need, I guess corporally, but individually, some of us, a gift of faith to hold us in. See, then I've got lots of things I might say, actually, but... When I read this, I thought about Jesus. It's always good to think about Jesus. Say amen. amen. It's always good to think about Jesus, yeah? You can't go wrong thinking about Jesus. And I thought, woo, if Paul was writing to Jesus, what would he say about his gift list? Would he say he had a gift of faith? How about a gift of wisdom, knowledge, prophecy? Pretty much all of them, don't you think? So I thought, actually, Jesus probably, in a sense, because he's what we could be if we just lived without sin, do you get? And then I had this speculative thought. I thought, so Jesus is God's son. He, but he lives only with human. He's given up all the stuff about being divine. He just lives as a man, but brilliantly. No sin. Totally open pathway. He has all the gifts whenever he needs to use them, yeah? I don't do that. I wish I could. That's my... That's my aim. That's what I'm called to be. But So maybe in the model of the church, we like corporately get closer than individually. Do you understand? I don't have like all the gifts, but together we might pretty much, okay? Yeah? In other words, and then I read this thing. Can you put Mark, uh, John 13 on the screen? I don't know why I read this, actually. This just was not really part of the preparation at all. Jesus knew the Father had put all things under his power, he had come from God and was going to God. So he got up, took up his clothes, did. <sighs> Heavy. Jesus was so secure in his identity. He knew he was coming from the Father. He knew he was going to the Father. And he knew God had put, able to use all authority, because all things were under his power. Now, you see, we're not Jesus, but in a sort of way, that could be said of us as well. Our identity is from God. We're going to God. 
and God has put all authority in the hands of the church. Agreed? Spiritually, we have authority. But Jesus was so secure in his identity as who he was that he can now take off his clothes and do one of the most humble things possible. Do you get He ends up being able to be a servant because of where he comes from, because of the fact there's no doubt in his mind. He hasn't, you know, <laughs> the gift of faith is so secure there, he knows exactly that God's got it in hand. Whether he, I'd love to ask him at this point, into, what do you know about what's going to happen in the next few days? This is before the crucifixion. But he knows he's going to the Father, from the Father, and all authorities is given to him. And I don't know if I or we will ever get anywhere near, but I'll tell you what, that's what faith is about. It's what the gift of faith is about. It's putting us in a place where our identity individually and as a community is so secure that we know the authority we have and therefore we can exercise it in humility like Jesus did. We can do what God calls us to do. We can do what we see the Father doing. Paul says, 1 Corinthians 12, again, 30, is it verse 30? Maybe, I don't know. Earnest desire, the greater gifts. He mentions prophecy completely there. But I'm going to just suggest we desire the gift of faith. You don't have to stand, but you might want to stand with me. If you want to stand, stand. If you want to sit, that's absolutely fine as well. Just hold your hands out if you're happy to. Father, I pray that for us this morning, you deposit or bring alive that gift of faith. Lord, in us as a community, but also in individuals here, Holy Spirit, you do what you will. You are sovereign. You move where you will. It's like the wind. We don't see you. We see the effect. But Father, we hold out our hands and say, Lord, give us that gift of faith. That the truth we know, by revelation, we may be so confident in we walk into and claim the victory in Jesus. You may or may not feel a tingling thing. You may be aware that's part of who you are as a, your original design to, to be that person. But the gifts aren't given for you. They're given to encourage the body. And if you sense that's you, you need to ask the second thing about, okay, God, how do I declare this? How do I use this to encourage those around me? to encourage this family of Jesus in this place. And Paul doesn't mention WhatsApp, Insta, or email, but that may be one of the ways that we do it these days.
Paul's picture is a body. And we want to be a body that's got all the bits. We want to be a body that's completely functional. Father, we open up to that. We surrender ourselves that you would make us <laughs> to be as much like Jesus as we possibly can, to have victory in this world, to de- enforce the kingdom wherever we are, but that particularly in Cheshire Boys. And the people said, Amen.